Hey yo, what it do? Welcome back to the Late Night 59th Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Louis LaRocco, and tonight I'm going to be discussing NBA by the numbers. Basically, I'm just going to go up greatest NBA players number by number, and of course, their runner-up. Uh, we'll start it right off, jump right into it, with a, a very rare jersey, not really seen much, but a double zero. And uh, this was kind of one of those no-brainers. Um, Robert Parrish, um, Boston Celtics, of course. Um, guy seven foot one, two two hundred thirty pounds. Um, famous for his days with the Celtics throughout the eighties and into the nineties. Um, great career, probably one of his better seasons, eighty four, eighty five. Um, you know where he played seventy nine games. But uh, career wise, I mean, not nothing crazy. Um, bad. Still has a you know field goal percentage over over you know fifty percent. And uh, that's kind of one of those no-brainer guys that, you know, I could definitely mention in there, throwing in a Robert Parrish. And um, I, if you want to talk that runner-up, it could be Aaron Gordon, you know, just what he's been doing with the uh, dunk contest recently. Moving right along, uh, zero, just zero itself. Uh, a guy like Russell Westbrook, you look at him, he's been playing since 2009, um, averaged that triple-double in that season a couple years ago when he was with OKC. Now playing with Houston, not a bad season. You know, hopefully this does all resume after the COVID. But, uh, yeah, no doubt I'm going to go Russell there. You know, runner-up for that, maybe, you know, a Gilbert Arenas. You know, he played with Washington Wizards for a couple of years over there, had a good season. But uh, I'm going to keep this quick with Russell. Now uh, we break into the numbers. Uh, number one, this was a hard one. I had it down between uh, Oscar Robertson, of course, and then uh, T-Mac, uh, Tracy McGrady. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Oscar Robinson, guy that played years, you know, 61 to about um, 61 through 74, I believe. He uh, had a fine career, ended up playing later in Milwaukee, obviously, with Kareem. But um, all-around guy, guy played over 1,000 games in his career, uh, minutes per game, 42. I mean, that that's a stat of itself. And, um, yeah, 100%, you know, 25-point-per-game score. We can go with that. And then, like I said, runner-up T-Mac. Great career all around. Rockets, of course. Um, moving right along, number two. I mean, you know, new school guys. I'm going to want to say Kawhi. But you got to look towards, you know, how it was back in the 80s and 90s. Um, particularly that 86 season with the 76ers. Moses Malone, one of the greatest centers of all time. Um, not related to Carl Malone, of course, but a guy that played 20 years in the league, um, averaged, excuse me, uh, career-wise averaged 20 points a game, and, um, that's at a center position, so I gotta respect that, we'll go, uh, we'll go Moses Malone for number two. Um, number three, this was a tough one. I had two guys in mind for number three, as in D. Wade and Allen Iverson. Now, it could go either way. D. Wade, a guy with three championships, one with Shaq, and then two with the big three. Um, great career, ended up finishing with the Heat. But a guy that I'm going to go with on this one, um, Allen Iverson. Played from 97 to 2010. He's a 26-point-per-game score, so that's a stat of itself. Obviously, his great years coming in the early thousands with Philly when, they, when he would get him deep into the playoffs. Um, big AI guy, you know, one of the smaller guys, never played on a powerhouse team. Um, even when he was in Denver, you know, and he had Mello, wasn't, 
wasn't anything that was incredible to work with around him. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go AI for that one, number three. Moving right along, uh, number four, not a very worn jersey. This one, you know, you don't really see a lot of guys in the uh, in the NFL, uh, excuse me, the NBA wearing the jersey. But I mean, we go back a little bit. This is we're going to talk about a year um, 1950s, and um, when you know playing late in his career in Philly. But uh, I'm going to go with um, Dolph Shays. Dolph Shays, 18 point per game scorer. Um, like I said, um, bigger dude, six eight, you know, center. Um, not much that modern people know about the guy because you know he played in the fifties. Um, but you know we can go Dolph Shays on that one. Number five, moving right along, another great one in my opinion, a top three power forward of all time. Um, KG, big ticket, Kevin Garnett. Um, obviously his best days in the uh, early thousands with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, looking through that, those stats, incredible. <clears throat> Had the uh, MVP season, of course. And another guy, you know, 18 point per game score, just about. Um, putting up incredible numbers when he was with Minnesota. I mean, even if we remember when he was on the uh, when he was on the NBA 2K game, they gave him the 100 overall rating. Big ticket, definitely my guy. I'll go with that. And um, his best season, I guess we could say, would probably be that 2003-2004. Moving right along. Oh, and number five, runner-up, Jason Kidd. Great player, great coach. We can go J. Kidd for that. Number six. Now, uh, this is also another great one. Um, you know, a guy like LeBron, you might not even find on a list like this because he's at two great numbers, you know, when he's playing six and 23, which I'll get into in a little bit. But um, I can't put Braun at six with his days at the Heat. It was too short-lived. I have to go with the greatest champion in sports history, talking about a guy that is an 11-time NBA champion, um, dynasties, that 60 Celtics team, um, it's going to be Bill Russell. The guy's a career 15-point-per-game 15, uh, 15 player. He's still going to average his five assists, uh, get his blocks and steals. One of the greatest defenders in basketball history for uh, you know the little guys that don't know much about the old-school players. But Bill Russell, Celtics, stuck to that one team. Didn't play a long career, but... No doubt, in my opinion, the greatest champion of all time. Um, you know, let me move right along now up to number seven. And uh, another good one. Um, could go with the Nate Archibald, but uh, I'm going to go Mello. And I know this is a little random because, you know, Mello doesn't have that ring. Still playing. He's playing with the uh, Portland, Portland excuse me, Trailblazers now, you know, from New York. His best days obviously coming. Probably when he was with New York in 2013, 28 points per game that year. Great seasons in um, Denver, by the way. He was there for a good amount of time. And then um, Denver, exactly, it was about seven years when he got drafted into that famous 2003 draft, 19 years old. But moving along when he was with the Knicks, great career. Unfortunately, couldn't get that, uh, that ring. And like I said earlier, his best year, 2013, he's averaging about 40 minutes a game. No doubt in my mind, seven could be uh, mellow. Number eight, this should be unanimous. The late, great Kobe, rest in peace. Um, one of the greatest careers. People debate him as the GOAT still. Um, his best season's coming in the early 2000s, of course. 
Um, you know, the one that really stands out, though, is that 35-point-per-game, 2005-6. Um, you know, they don't win the title, obviously, that year. This is right when they're losing Shaq, so he's getting more touches on the ball. But when we look, think about prime Kobe, it's it's around those early 1,000 years. And then, of course, when he loses Shaq later and he gets another championship with Powell. But no doubt, Kobe, one of the all-time greats. You debate him as in right next to Jordan. And, yeah, rest in peace to the brother. Great, great player, great career. Celtics, uh, excuse me, Lakers the whole career beating up on the Celtics. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely what I'm thinking for that. Number nine, um, I have runner-up Tony Parker. Great career with the, uh, with the Spurs. But um, I'm going to have to go with Bob Pettit for number nine. Again, you know, do the history. Um, talking about this guy, center, six foot nine, just huge guy, 205 pounds, so, you know, lighter. But playing throughout, um, you know, when, when St. Louis, St. Louis had the basketball teams and, I mean, a guy at a center putting up 30 points per game in 1959, uh, that, that's a stat of himself. Short career, about 10 years, but, um, you know, got it done. And, uh, again, we're talking about a different time period, but, um. Another thing, number nine, not not a very worn number, so I was fine with putting him there. Number ten, um, I like this pick as in a uh, Walt, Walt Frazier, um, New York Knicks, of course, six four, two hundred pounds. Whole career was with the Knicks until the end when he ended up going with the Cavs. But I mean, we're talking about a guy that would put up a solid twenty a game. He had a career eighteen nine, um, played throughout the sixties, seventies, and then into eighty. When he retired, you know, slow last year, didn't play that much after he got injured. But a guy, yeah, definitely Walt Frazier. Um, I had him over Tim Hardaway. I mean, another great three-point shooter, Hardaway, but Frazier's the way to go. Uh, moving right along to number 11, uh, a guy like Isaiah Thomas. Um, a guy like Isaiah Thomas, he was a part of that bad boys piston era. Um, Isaiah Thomas is a two-time NBA champion. Um, Isaiah champion uh, Isaiah Thomas is a one-time NBA Finals MVP. Um, I believe he did get snubbed, looking back on it, with, um, I believe he did get snubbed when it comes down to that uh, Dream Team, 1992. They didn't want him. They didn't want the Piston players. But he played a great, great career. I mean, he was playing... A consistent 80, 81, 82 games. There were, I mean, throughout that championship era, 87, 88, 89, 90, he was playing 81 games every season. That, you know what I mean? Putting up a 20.6 per game. He was an, he was the just under 20 point per game player as, as a uh, point guard, assists, career. He's putting up 9-3. Um, his better years in the late 80s when he was putting up 13.9 assists a game. You know, when he had Bill Lambeer and Dennis Rodman on the defensive floor. No doubt. Definitely uh, Isaiah Thomas. Runner-up for this, you know, I did go uh, Elvin Hayes. A uh, guy played all the way up until 1984. You know, again, another big center, six foot nine. Um, played all around, really. Houston was, I guess, you know, towards the end of his career. When he was uh, starting over there a lot, 82 games straight, you know, um, and that was one of his better years. But I mean, when when he was younger, he's playing 28.4 points a game, and he's a guy who's playing 44 minutes a game. So it's it's one of those guys. But I, I don't have him. 
I don't have him at uh, over Isaiah. Number 12, another great number. Uh, I'm going to go with a point guard on this one. Uh, Stockton. Passing that over like Stockton, of course. Uh, John Stockton had um, the most assists in NBA history um, with the Utah Jazz. He played with Utah his whole career. So, you know, he has that loyalty. Played all the way up until he was 40 years old, you know. Um, incredible career, 18 years. And, um, I mean, he, you know, he's only a 13.1 points per game player. But assists, I mean, listen to the stat line. 87, 88, 89. 13.8, 13.6, 14.5, averaging every year, assist-wise. Obviously, his great year is coming later with, um, with obviously, the 97-98 when he ended up losing to the Bulls, sadly, but um, with Carl Malone on his team. But I would say Stockton is, uh, hands down, the greatest number 12. Just behind him, I would say, uh, D. Howard. Dwight, um, one of the best rookie years that we've seen in a while. I mean, he's been playing for a while as well. Um, he's been bounced all over, you know, when he was with Atlanta. That was bad. <laughs> um, played with the Lakers, where he is now, of course. Houston, where he bounced back. Um, like I said, really just been all over the guy. Charlotte, Washington. One of those iffy, weird careers. But in the 2010, when he was putting up, in the season where he led the Magic to the finals, they, uh, of course, lost to Kobe's Lakers. Kobe would end up winning, you know, the back-to-back one. He beat the Celtics and later the Magic. D. Howard, great career. I think they got a shot this year with uh, LeBron in the Lakes. But um, definitely no doubt with putting him at that two spot for that one. Uh, moving right along to number 13. In uh, my opinion, behind Shaq, but really paved the way for Shaq. The most dominant player of all time, uh, Will, Will Chamberlain. I mean, we're talking about a guy that only played 13 years in the league. And is still on the list. Top. I believe six now of um, scoring. He's a 30 points per game score in his career. His points highest throughout a season was in 1961. He had 50 points per game. Now this is prime Wilt, 25 years old. I mean, we all know the crazy stat lines. Again, he played 80 games. This is with uh, Philadelphia. Uh, we're talking about a guy that scored the basketball 50 points every game. So that alone is probably the most impressive stat in NBA history. Um, of course, then play, playing later with um, the Warriors before Golden State, San Francisco. Definitely on that all-time list, no doubt. Playing with the Lakers later. Um, and I, I have no doubt with putting the most dominant player of his era, 7'1". 275, Big Dipper. I mean, the guy in 1971-72 is a finals MVP at the end of his career. No doubt, um, Wilt Chamberlain, one of the greatest centers of all time, if not the. And then I have runner-up at number 13, uh, Steve Nash. Steve Nash played just all the way up until a couple years ago. I think his last year was with the Lakers, yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously having his, his great years with Phoenix... Later going into Dallas, I think he got to the finals with Dallas and Derek. They ended up losing. But um, Phoenix was his good year. He's played there basically his whole career. And um, his, his best years were, I guess we could say, around that 2005-06 era when he's averaging 18-8 a game. Um, he's a career 8.5 assists a game. He's a career 8.5 assists leader. 
Um, definitely Steve Nash. Um, just you know, doesn't have that um the ring. Two-time MVP, by the way, though. So you gotta respect him with that. Moving right along, uh, number fourteen, another you know random number. Uh, we'll keep it with a point guard though. Bob Cousy, hands down. Um, a guy that played nineteen years in the league. Um, smaller guard, of course. Called him uh, Houdini of Hardwood. You know, that was one of his nicknames. Played for Boston. Um, whole career. And, um, put up great numbers, no doubt. Um, of course, took time off for the business that he had to do when he had to leave. But a uh, great point guard, average, you know, 18-8 a season. So, uh, you can't not respect that. And, um, yeah, you know, a guy like Bob Cozy, we'll keep it short on him. And um, moving right along to number 15, uh, Vince Carter. In my opinion, the greatest dunker of all time. Especially for once, what he did in that USA Olympic game. I mean, jumping over that guy. I think it was I think it was Spain they were playing. But, you know, a guy like Vince, you know, still uh, playing. <laughs> He's been playing since uh, 98. So this is coming up on over 20 years. Uh, obviously, his best years playing in Toronto. Um, they had that lockout season, remember, in 2004-2005. But um, I would say Toronto was his best years, and you know later with the Nets, New Jersey, they had a little bit of run at it if we remember. But um, guys bounced all over, had a great career with Toronto, dunk contest we all remember. But back in Toronto days, he was averaging twenty-seven a game, and in that twenty-seven a game, he's still gonna give you four assists, so he's putting up some good numbers. Uh, I have no doubt with Vince Carter at fifteen. And backing up number 15 for Vince Carter was, uh, I had a guy, Hal, uh, Hal Greer. Again, older dude, you look into this guy, um, Hal Greer played as a point guard. He played for the Philadelphia, you know, the Philadelphia team at the time. 76ers, they later became. Um, career 20 point per game player. Um, never average a season under 70 games. He played, I think, five or six seasons. I think it was like around seven or eight, actually, seasons where it was uh, 80 or more games out of 82. So the guy had jeopardy, no doubt with that. Moving right along, um, number 16. Um, you know, this was a hard one, but I'm going to go Pau Gasol. Pau, um, a guy with, um, you know, two rings with Kobe, late great, and um, started off in Memphis. But his best days, obviously, coming with the Lakers. Um, he ended up bouncing around. He went to uh, Chicago a little bit. Um, and then, of course, uh, San Antonio. But Pau Gasol putting up great numbers throughout that 2009-2010 season. 18 points per game both seasons. He's a career 18-point-per-game um, player. And, uh, yeah, I mean, um, no doubt with that. Seven foot center took over that Shaq position for Kobe. I'll go with Pau Gasol on uh, number 16. Moving right along, number 17. Um, another tough one. Um, you could put Chris Mullen, but if if you're really gonna be, you know, smart with it, you're gonna go with a guy that was undefeated in the finals. He's an 11 11 time All NBA team. He's eight time NBA champion. That's a stat of itself, everybody. Uh, rookie of the year. In um, 62, all rookie. And then 73-74, finals MVP with the Celtics. Celtics, of course, the whole career. 
Um, one of the only guys to be completely undefeated in it. He has a 20 points per game score. Um, this is, uh, like I said, John Havlick. Hands down, I would say, is the best number um, 17 for what he did in the finals alone. Got the jersey retired, Boston Celtics. He's in the Hall of Fame. He was first ballot as well. Um, played 1,270 games. So you got to respect what the guy did for the Celtics, especially for his longevity. Playing every year 80, 80 to 81 to 82 games. No doubt in my mind, number 17, John Havlick. But just want to take the number. I just want to take a look and you know show you guys Chris uh, Chris Mellon's numbers. The guy played all the way up until 2001. But Chris Mullen, Golden State Warriors, of course, was his prime years until he ended up going to uh, Indiana later. But Chris Mullen, throughout the peak of his career, when he was 26 to about 29, was a 26 points per game score. This is during a bad boy Piston era. Free throw percentage. He was a 9.39 percentage, which is incredible, actually, to think about. Um, one of the best three-point shooters in the history of the game. Um, no doubt about that at all. Guy played 82 games three times. And uh, like I said, free throw is incredible. Assists, of course, he didn't need because he had Hardaway. But I just wanted to take a look at those numbers. Moving right along, number 18. Guy like Dave Cohens. Like a, a little bit of an older of a guy. Played throughout the 70s into the early 80s. But another guy, six foot nine, big, big tall center, um, played for Boston. So he's a he's a part of that he's a part of that nice dynasty. Only two times, you know, he he ended up coming on till the end. Uh, but this is this is post Bill Russell. So you got to respect what he was doing for the game, taking over a Bill Russell position. Another guy, rookie season, playing eighty one games in his rookie season, seventeen points per game. No doubt about it. Um, Dave Cohen's do your research on him. One of the best centers throughout the 70s and 80s. Um, but a runner-up for that. How about a power forward like Bailey Howell? Bailey Howell coming in there, not having the um, the ideal you know seasons to play in, as in throughout the 60s and 70s, having to play against that Jerry West, um, the excuse me, the Jerry West Lakers, but then later playing on Boston throughout the late 60s. When they ended up getting those championships, but um, played for Detroit in the late fifties was a eighteen seven um per game score. Um, yeah, just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Uh, moving right along till the end. Um, number nineteen. How about this one? Uh, Willis Reed. Willis Reed. We always hear Stephen A. talk about him. Um, just a champion, honestly. Played throughout only nine years. The captain, you know, was the nickname. Played for the Knicks alongside Walt Frazier. I mean, the man's got two-time NBA championship. He's an all-defensive player. He's an all-star all MVP and a regular season MVP throughout 1969-70 season. And by the way, like I said, two-time NBA champion, a two-time finals MVP. Five-time All-NBA. The guy just straight-up bald. He flat-out bald, I could say that. Um, played a short career, only nine years. He's an 18-7 per, points per game score. He averaged, you know, about 21 throughout those great seasons in 68-69 when they when they were winning it. Um, and he's putting up fine assists for a bigger dude. You know, he's a center, by the way, Willis Reed. Um, no doubt about it, 
Number 19, Willis Reed. And uh, how about a guy like Don Nelson as the runner-up for number 19? Don Nelson um, played throughout the 60s into the 70s. He played on the Boston Dynasty team. I'm always bringing up this Boston team, but he's a five-time NBA champion. And he's got his jersey retired in um, the Lakers and the Celtics Raptors because of what he did for both teams. Um, you look at him points per whole career. I mean, he's a power forward who was putting up around 15 points a game at a time with the dynasty Bill Russell Celtics. So I could throw him in there as a runner, no doubt. Uh, moving right along. Uh, number 20, Gary Payton. No doubt about it. I, um, I mean, we're talking about a guy that played throughout the 90s against that dynasty of a Bulls team. They ended up making it to the... Uh, to the finals only to lose to the Bulls, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, of course. But, I mean, one of the greatest point guards that we saw throughout the 90s, um, if not the. You think about guys like Kobe and Jordan that said he would control the game. He would walk around. He would mow you down. He would tell you what was going to happen and then do it. Gary Payton is an uh, underrated player. Of course, in the Hall of Fame. Of course, um, nine-time All-NBA but um, no doubt about it, Gary Payton, one of the uh, greatest players at the position, point guard. He ended up winning the NBA title later in his career in uh, that 2006 uh, season with uh, Miami. Miami had at the time uh, D-Wade. They had Shaq. But he was a part of that team, so you got to give him credit for it. He helped him. He's a defensive player of the year at a point guard position. Um, and he's a old rookie team when he joined the league in 90-91. And points per game, he's 16-3 at point, point guard position. Got to respect the game with the Supersonics. Uh, and runner-up for that, Manu. Manu Ginobili, no doubt. Um, talking about a guy who played all the way up until two years ago. Spurs his whole career. We know him for being a you know a low-key 13 points career-wise player, but when it mattered most, when he was in those championship games, put up the numbers. He's a uh, four-time NBA champion. The numbers don't lie, folks. He's from Argentina, so he had that coming into the league. <clears throat> He's 25 years old as a rookie. It's because he was playing, obviously, you know, with the... Uh, with the Argentina th a thing going on, but he was drafted in 1999 and didn't start picking up his play until 2003 when they obviously, they win it. They, um, they beat out the Lakers. San Antonio, great dynasty. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to keep it rolling. I know I said in the, uh, in the preview that I do daily that I was just going to go to 20 and the next episode go to 40. But I was thinking, why not go to 30, just so I could hit a couple of key numbers throughout this, and then my next episode, I'll go uh, I'll go 31 to 60. We'll do 30 at a time when I do the solo round. So I'll keep it rolling. Number 21, you know, we're going to go with a guy like uh, Manu's team teammate. Um, in my opinion, the greatest power forward of all time. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer going in this year. Um, a guy like Timmy Duncan. Guy played up until a couple years ago. Tim Duncan, five-time NBA champion. He's all defense 15 times. He's an MVP. 
twice. And then we obviously always remember what he wore to the MVP honoring. Rookie of the Year, three-time Finals MVP. Um, and like I mentioned, he's going to the Hall of Fame this year. But the guy's a 19-point-per-game score, um, career-wise, I mean. His best his best year is when he was doing 25 a game around that 2003 season when he won it all. But we can't count out in 99 when they win it, and he's with the Twin Towers and David Robinson. No doubt about it. The guy was a Spurs whole career. That's loyalty right there. Um, the guy was playing at 21 years old, so he comes in the league you know, a little early. Now, being coach San Antonio and Pop, you got to respect the game. But right under 21 in that runner-up spot under, uh, under Tim Duncan, I'm going to go with a guy like Dominique. Um, Dominique Wilkins. Playing on a um, not-so-powerful Hawks team. Um, Hawks, obviously, never winning a title. You know, we always remember famous Spud Webb. But he's a nine-time All-Star. He's a scoring champion at as a predominant dunker. But he had, and throughout that 85 season, with his MVP uh, race, 30 points per game. He's a 24-career uh, time scorer. And uh, we obviously remember... His a uh, his famous dunk contest with MJ that he ended up losing to, but um, yeah, Dominique, I could put him as the runner up, no doubt. Moving right along, number twenty two. Now this was a tough one. Uh, I I want to say Clyde. I'm not gonna say Clyde, but I want to say Clyde. Clyde the Glide. Um, he wins one title in his career. Obviously later when he's with the Rockets, when he um. When he gets um, traded over there in 94-95, Jordan was obviously retired. We remembered, uh, ended up playing professional baseball at the White Sox. He made it to the finals a couple times. He lost in um, in the early 90s when he was averaging 25 a game to that primetime uh, Jordan Bulls team. Clyde the Glide, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a 10-time All-Star. He's got his jersey retired throughout Portland and um, Houston, of course. When he was uh, when he was with Houston in um, in that '95 season when they won it all, and uh, yeah, definitely no doubt about it, uh, Clyde Drexler. But I'm not gonna put Clyde, one of the best, but I'm not gonna put him at 22. I'm gonna go with one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Lakers shooting forward of all time, Elgin Baylor. Started off his career in 1959, of course, great number. Um, Playing with his with the Lakers basically his whole career. Well, not actually, basically his whole career. This is when they were in Minnesota, Minneapolis. But um, once they turned L.A., this is where he's hitting his prime. He's playing 80 games a year, 34 a game. He's so a 27 points um, career-wise and um, points per game career-wise season. Um, his best year is coming in the early 60s when they're in their prime 38 points per game, 34 points per game. Um, dominance. He retired a champion, 71-72. Um, El- uh, Elgin Baylor is a uh, he's a rookie of the year and uh, all-star MVP. So definitely respect the game. Can't bad- badmouth him at all. <clears throat> One of the best. And that's my uh, number 22 all-time. Moving right along for unanimous 23. Like I mentioned earlier, LeBron's going to be the runner-up. I'm just going to harp on LeBron a little bit. Um, LeBron's still playing. He's obviously not the greatest 23 because there's already a, there's already the GOAT 23. 
It's the best season coming in 2007, I would say. That's prime time 23-year-old LeBron. He's already been in the year a couple, uh, a couple of years, uh, dragging the Cavs to the finals, as we saw later in his career. Well, really earlier in his career with Cleveland, just to get absolutely just trashed on. Then uh, you move on to his Miami days when he's performing at his peak with 26, 27, 26 a year. Leads them to finals every every year. He first one was a loss to I believe the I believe it was it was the Mavericks. Yeah, it was the Mavericks. Then he won against San Antonio. Then he beat OKC or vice versa. And then he ended up losing to San Antonio again. This was this is big time Kawhi if we remember. Um, where Kawhi I believe won the MVP. And now where he is now, talking about a guy. Excuse me. Um, later in his career with Cleveland, when he went back to the city, he's still averaging 26 a game. Where he is now with the Lakers, he's still putting up 27 a game. He's a 27 career-wise shooter. Uh, no doubt about it. LeBron is number two on that 23 list. But uh, if we had to go with the GOAT in all of basketball, it's Michael Jordan. Um, we're talking about a guy that retired three times. <laughs> But um, in all honesty, um, he's Mr. June. He got it done in the finals. He's 6-0. He's a 14-time All-Star. He's Rookie of the Year. He's Defensive Player of the Year. He's a five-time MVP. He's the GOAT. Um, he's the greatest of all time. Six times finals MVP, like I said. Ten-time scoring champion. You look at his greatest season. It would probably be that 86-87 prime of his career, 23 years old. He's 37 a game. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, you look when he got his three peats in, he three peats in that 91, two and 93 seasons. He retires then for 94 when he goes, plays pros with the, uh, with the White Sox. This is where Hakeem goes on his tear. Comes back later in that late 95 season. He only plays 17 games. He only plays 17 games when he returns. Still averages 26 throughout that season, but it's not the same uh, team. They're, uh, you know, he was off for a while, so I don't really want to count that season. And then he comes right back, and what does he do when he plays a full season? He plays 82 games, 82 games, and 82 games in 95, 96, 97, 98. He three-peats. He's 32 years old when this starts. He's averaging 30 a game. He doesn't miss one game. This is the greatest performer performer of all time. He's playing an average 38 minutes a game through the second three-peat, everybody. I There is nothing that you cannot argue on how this man, who's a career 30-point scorer, is not the greatest. Um, you know, let me just move right along because we can go on. We'll do another episode on that. We'll bring on a special guest. We'll just talk Jordan. We'll have a Jordan-LeBron debate. How about that? All right, moving right along. Um, I have him on the list twice, and this is because he's he's in the goat category. It's Kobe again. Um, like like I went over before, Kobe has some of the greatest stat lines throughout his prime of his career. When Kobe was number eight, this is uh Shaq days. He was putting up twenty two a game, but when he ends up going with Pow Pow days, and he's in that two thousand eight two thousand nine, he's putting up thirty one a game. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, career-wise, he's a 25-point um, career-wise shooter. Um, not quite like that 30 for Jordan. 
there's no one that is even close to uh, 24. The only guy that I had possibly was maybe like a guy like Rick Barry. Um, Rick Barry playing a fi fine career all the way up until 1980. It's prime right around 1970, 71. Um, but uh, played with Golden State was his was his main days. I mean, the guy at Golden State throughout 74, 75, he put up a 30 point per game um, season when he was with San Francisco Warriors in the 60s. I remember. I th believe this is still um, this is still Wilt days. He had 35 a game. So that, that Warrior team just straight up dominant. Um, he's a small forward at 6'7". You know, this is when small forwards were, you know, small forwards. So, um, you know, just respect it. But no, I'm not going to put him over Kobe. I'm sorry. Um, you know, finishing up on the list almost there. Uh, 25. We'll hop right through this. Mark Price, one of the, the greatest uh, three-point shooters that we've seen in a while. Played all the way up until 98. Played for the Cavs for... Um, Whole career, really, just until the end when he ended up hitting up Gold State. But the guy was a 19 point per game shooter. Um, free throw wise, he would, you know, his career, he actually had a uh, season where he had 948, right under 1,000 for free throws. Um, gotta respect what he did. Um, he's a career 15 a game. Um, I'm gonna keep him at 25. Uh, Cleveland Cavs, baby. He's a point guard, by the way. Moving right along. Um, 26. How about a guy like uh, still in the lead, Kyle Korver? How about that? Um, came in with LeBron. He's the only active guy, I believe, that is still playing from that draft besides, I think, Mello. Um, really been bounced all around. His best season really coming with um, I mean, never, never really having an incredible season. I guess maybe with Atlanta in 2013-14. But, um, you know, he's a power forward. Um, you know, righty shooting guard. He's older now, 39. But the thing with 26 is that there's not many 26s. So I had to fill the list. I'll put him there. 27. How about a guy like Joe Caldwell? Joe Caldwell, um, if you don't know much about him, guy played in uh, 10 years throughout 65 to 75. Pumpin' Joe was the nickname. Played all around again. Um, Detroit was his rookie season. And played there for a couple years where he averaged about 12. Um, Career-wise, 16-1 a game. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll keep it short with him. Moving right along, 28. Another another odd number. Um, definitely definitely don't want to lie. But Aaron Afalo. Aaron Afalo um, played all the way up until two years ago. Had a 10-year career. Um, played for Detroit, Denver, Orlando, Denver again, Portland, the Knicks, and then finishing out in Sacramento. Um, he's a, his best season came with Orlando in 2013 when he had 18, 18 a game. Um, keep it quick with a follow. 29, I got Paul Sillis. If you don't know Paul Sillis, he's a shooting forward. Um, Paul Ellis. He comes in the uh, in the league as a uh, as a younger player. He um, this is you know he had a 15 year career. 65 was his rookie year, and he's a uh, bigger dude, power forward, played a little center. He's a three time NBA champ. That's why I'm gonna put him on the list, and um, bounced a, bounced around a little bit. 
But um, he's also five times all defense. And uh, to finish up the list, uh, number 30, I think this is more of another unanimous one. Um, I would say he's a top 10 player in the NBA right now. You could argue for top five. That is a Stephen Curry. He's been in the league for about 10 years now. He's in the prime of his career, I would say, at 31. His prime, I guess you really could say, was when that unanimous MVP came around five years ago. Uh, 30 a game. His three-point shooting is um, incredible. He's he's averaged every year about 35 minutes on the court. Of course, he got hurt in 2019, which is um, you know sad to see. He'll come back though, and um, he'll start playing like he's been. Um, back to back to uh, Curry. He's played his whole career with Golden State, that dynasty of that late 2010s. That was him, Clay. Draymond, KD later came on. You got Iguodala. Is argued to be the greatest team of all time, only to be behind possibly that 95-96 Bulls. Um, just want to harp on Curry a little bit. Um, the only ever unanimous MVP really was snubbed Shaq. Shaq excuse me, Shaq should have had it in um, 2001, I believe it was, when they gave two votes to Allen Iverson. No doubt about it. Number 30, Steph Curry. And that basically wraps up the uh, the episode. Um, next time, uh, we got the daily episode coming right back at you tomorrow. Make sure to tune in at night, late night special. This was 1 to 30 for all N- NBA. And uh, uh, 30 to 60 should be interesting. There's, you know, once you get higher on the uh, number list, you know, better players we're going to see start popping up. Um, we had a couple of good ones, though, throughout 1 through 30. And um, it should only really get better. As um, I'll have a little preview coming up on that soon. Uh, thanks for coming out tonight. And until next time, catch you on the cast.